are listening to the Fit Ground Marker podcast with Graham McKay. In this podcast, we talk about all things business, fitness and construction. Each episode, I share with you my thoughts and tips on how to become fit and healthy, how to build a business while maintaining a busy lifestyle, and I also share my top tips that have helped me build for the future. What are we waiting for? Let's get into it. How are we, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Fit Groundwalker podcast with Graham McKay. Today's discussion or podcast that I'm going to be talking about today is my first competitive year doing bodybuilding. This is the year of 2022. I was meant to be doing one last year during COVID and uh, we couldn't do it because the show got cancelled. Tell a lie, it wasn't last year, it would have been 2020, two years ago, three weeks before. The first show during COVID, I had been dieting for three months and the shows got cancelled. So it was a personal goal for me to get into this, to actually do it, to be able to stand on a stage and compete against other people, simply doing it for my own personal gains of actually being able to stand on stage and stand next to people with good bodies and say, I have actually competed against them, just to be able to share the stage. And I'm going to share my two, just a bit of information about what I went through, types of kind of food and stuff, my calories, my training, what I had to go through to do my two preparations for my host of shows, or my, or my runner shows, should I say. So, my first set of shows were in April this year, and we started dieting, it was about February time, so it was February, March, April, yeah, around about February time is when I first started dieting, and for anyone that knows me, just in case you don't, I have been following a kind of bodybuilding diet. When I say bodybuilding, tracking my calories to an extent of hitting daily protein. Uh, that's my kind of main thing, my kind of staple, and then I make up the rest of my calories with my carbs and my fats. But always kind of following a plan, whether I'm either trying to grow or I'm trying to cut. And uh, I'm going to share a wee bit more about that with you now. February is when we started dieting down. And I started then at that point at about 2,800 calories is where about my starting point was. So we started at 2,800 calories. And at this point, this is obviously, ideally when you do a bodybuilding show, you have an off-season, they call it. And during that time, you obviously get your food as high as possible, but not put on too much body fat because you want to grow and you can't put on muscle unless you eat food because you need that in order to put on muscle. I think you can put on a small amount, like a very small amount, if you are like maybe at maintenance level with your calories. But I think optimally, I don't know all the science behind it, but I do know in order to grow, you have to eat. And I've never really gone through a large bulking phase, so I never got myself up to eating lots of food with a big bulk because psychologically I didn't like eating lots of food because it would take me back to being the chubby kid when I was at school. And I didn't like to look in the mirror if I didn't see kind of shapes in my stomach because I felt as if I was fat but that's my own that's my own thing that I'm going to get past and I'll talk about that for the future as well but talking but going, let's go back to starting at 2800 calories for the bodybuilding show and what happened there was I was still training five days per week so nothing really changes in terms of your training you're still training your five days but you now have to add in cardio and I was adding in mainly the stepper I like going on the stepper for me the stepper's brilliant because it's very low stress on my joints and my body I can go on it, I can get a very good sweat on it and I can burn good calories and I can still write emails, still phone people from the stepper. So I quite enjoy that. So for me, my training split is normally weight training in the morning 
and doing my cardio at night. So when I did this, I started off about, my cardio at this point was just 20 minutes after each session. So 20 minutes after each session is what I would do when I, when I first started this cutting phase. And this went on for about three months in terms of my diet. So I started at 20 minutes and the most I got up to in my first preparation was about five times 50 minutes on the stepper. So it's not really that bad because you train in the morning, then you go at night. Monday to Friday, you do your cardio. It's not too bad. And during that time, I would have got down, when I got to my shows, I got down to probably about 6% body fat. So very good, maybe even less, maybe even less, but I was basically stage ready. And during my first shows, and again, for me, I did not think I would get anywhere near any placings in terms of first, second and third. Didn't think I had the capabilities, but my coach says, let's go in for it. Then you get a good chance of doing well. And we did do well. I compete in the natural bodybuilding shows, so that means that this is natural bodybuilding. So uh, I go up against people mainly in the federations where it's a it's a tested federation, so you don't use performance-enhancing drugs in these types of ones. Uh, nothing against it, but that's just whereabouts I'm at just now doing my shows. And I came third in the UK DFBA, which was of a big class of about 12 people. And the guys that I beat in there, I genuinely thought would beat me because they were bigger, but I just carried better condition. And for me, been told that you had the best, one of the best conditions on stage for somebody who used to be fat is like, Jesus, how does that work? But obviously because I've trained hard, I've got myself in great shape. That is something that I have managed to do through hard work. So for that, I'm very proud. So I came third, but the person who came first actually got disqualified. So I went from third to second and second went to first. So I actually came second. I did another couple of shows as well. I did the UKUP. I came first in one of them from over 35s. I will be honest, I was first out of one only because I was the only person competing in the over 35s. But then I came third um, in the novice one, which was, I think there was about six, but six people in that. So I was happy with that. But again, that show, I was against bigger people, people who potentially could have, um, well, that show was an untested one, so it just means that you're going against other people who potentially could be using stuff to help. And again, that's just the way that uh, the way that bodybuilding is. So usually when you're getting into shows, it's good to go in against people that are on the same level playing field. But again, I wanted the stage practice to stand on stage because it actually takes confidence. Like it's for me standing on a stage in front of people, it takes a lot to do that. So that was a big thing for me being able to do that. And that's why I wanted to compete lots of these shows so that I got more confident on stage because you have to be able to pose when you're on stage. You have to look confident. You have to smile. You have to be able to stand there and look as if you deserve and you own that stage. And it's that takes practice. That takes practice. So the first stint, which was April to was it April, May, June. Yeah, my last shows were June. I actually get that mixed up. Actually, the final show I did was June. So my, uh, my shows must have been May, May and June. So we did very well in the first stage and the first few shows. We then had a like a six to eight week break in terms of from the dieting. Still still hitting our kind of daily calories there or thereabouts, but just having a bit more flexibility. I had some nights out. People were back, my pals were back from Australia. So I, I enjoyed nights out and basically just enjoyed life. Went on holiday and it was great. And then because that we did well at these bodybuilding shows we get invited back to compete in the finals which means that it's invitation only so this was a big thing as well now to be honest I didn't want to do it because my head wasn't in it 
Usually when I do bodybuilding shows or something like this, when I say I'm going to do it, then it's easy. I don't really have to motivate myself because I've made the decision and I go for it. But this prep the, or the next stage for these shows was very difficult because every single day I was having to motivate myself. And I talk about it before that motivation is bullshit to a certain extent because you can't rely on it. You need discipline. And my discipline was there, but I was struggling. I couldn't bother doing it. But my coach says, listen, what else are you going to do? You may as well go for it. My girlfriend as well was saying to me, what else are you going to do unless you do these shows? And it was right. I would, I mean, I would, yes, I would go out and enjoy doing things with my friends, but the chances are I'd probably have a hangover. So I says, do you know what? We'll do it again. So for two months, I battled mentally. I says, I can't be arsed with this. And then finally, the last month before the shows, that's when it just went, right, that's me. Easy peasy. I find the stages coming up to the show easier than the first two months. When, when my food's low, I find it actually easier. Because my body's changing daily and that's when you're looking in the mirror and you're, and you're seeing yourself transform on a daily basis and you're like, I love this shit. So the next rounds of the bodybuilding shows, I competed in another three shows. It was the UK DFBA and I came third in that. And it was good because the person that beat me twice on two previous shows before I beat him, so there was a wee thing, not a, definitely not a grudge, but it was good to beat the person who had beaten me twice, and I think the reason why I got the better of him this time is because my my, stay, uh, my posing was better, I'd been practising my posing, I just looked more comfortable, I looked more fluent, so that was a big thing, so take home for that is, posing definitely helps because I never put on any size during that time, went against him again, I simply just think I posed better, so that was a good thing. So on the next phase or the, the next set of bodybuilding shows that I did, the calories that I started, so the first time I started at 2,800, I was probably round about the same. But the difference is in this one is my body was a lot more stubborn. And I genuinely believe because my head and heart were not in it, my body was taking longer to respond to the cardio and the reduction in food. I genuinely believe that. I don't know if there's any truth to that. But because of my head and my, uh, I wasn't in it, my body was just not responding. So I was doing cardio. Cardio went straight in at five times 30 minutes. So last time it was five times 20 minutes. But this was five times 30 minutes. Then after a cut, it was a week and a half, we then upped it and it was five times 40. And it came up to the end of the show and I was doing seven days for an hour. And I've never had to do that. Never had to do that. And that was my body. It was very stubborn. But the body's very strange. Because what happens is, normally what happens with me, and it happened in the first set of shows, is I'm, is that my food is down, my cardio's right up, and my body just holds, and you're like, where are you? Like, as in, where, where is the fat coming off? And then some, and then it just happened, it happened twice. All of a sudden, I wake up the next day, and it's as if that a lot of the muscle, a lot of the fat has just dropped, and I, I, I very quickly tighten up. So, trust the process, trust having a coach, do the work, just make sure you're following the plan and it will like it will come to what you're looking for. So in terms of when you're when you're following your diet, I hear people say it all the time when they're trying and they say this isn't working, this isn't working. It's because you don't keep at it. You have to keep at it. Remember it's going to take a little bit of time for the diet to work. But when you get into bodybuilding, it just becomes that little bit it, it it's a it's a different level because there is you're actually tracking like things so much more you're tracking your sleep in terms of like if you have bad sleep 
the night before, when you wake up the next day, that can make you heavier. It's things like that that I did not know. So you have to, this is when you're doing bodybuilding shows that it does get very, very, um, like it, it, it literally goes down to 10, 50 to 100 calories. Like that's the difference on you um, being the best possible version of yourself on that stage. So that's why you have to track it. So the next set of shows, like I said, did uh, did well there and we also got an invitation to go and compete in Europe for the UK DAFBA, which was a massive thing to actually be asked to go abroad and the next podcast that I'm going to be doing uh, I'm going to get a guest on who is an absolute inspiration a woman who has only competed so has only followed a bodybuilding diet since February this year and basically won 90% of the shows that she entered, got two pro cards, got a £1,000 check, and literally cleaned up on stage, and people like that, who the feck is this? And this is somebody who has amazing genetics, but take nothing away from the fact that she's an absolute workhorse, she's an absolute fiend when she practices her posing, she's a fiend when she's training, She's a theme when she's dieting. She has the mindset of, I'm going for this 100%. And that will be an, a, an exceptional podcast to listen to because for any women out there who are looking for a bit of inspiration, who are looking to lose weight and who are looking at potentially trying something new for the first time, then this is a success story of somebody coming like the diamond in the dirt is what she is. And That'll be an amazing po it'll be an amazing podcast for her to come on. So I'm looking forward to that. So stay tuned in for that. Going back to my bodybuilding, I competed two runs of shows in June and then just finished the ones there, uh, the the October finals. And it was one of the best experiences of my life doing those bodybuilding shows. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but bodybuilding shows inspires me because I love the diet. The diet gives me the discipline to take that into my life. I use my diet and the discipline of bodybuilding throughout life. I like the idea of things that are like military in terms of you are just following a plan, executing the plan because you get results when you follow these plans. This is why Arnold Schwarzenegger talks about he used bodybuilding for every other aspect of his life, he used it when he became an actor because it was the discipline to go to acting, to go to acting classes, to go to language lessons, to go to accent lessons. It then gave him the confidence to then become the governor. He was told that he couldn't become the governor. You can't get into politics. You're an actor. And then he then used the same principles there, learning about politics. He then became the governor of California. So bodybuilding for me is not just bodybuilding. It is life changing. It's transforming the things that you currently do in your day-to-day and you can use the principles of it to set yourself a goal and use them and this can definitely make a massive difference in your life. So you might be listening to this podcast and saying to yourself, bodybuilding's not really my thing. Well, getting into the gym could be your thing and you never know, it could be something that helps give you discipline elsewhere um, in your life that could help that potentially um, help you become a better person, help you become more successful if that is what you're after. So to wrap up the podcast, talking about bodybuilding shows, my first year, it was one of the best years that I've had in training because for me, like I said before, I simply wanted to go on that stage to just to prove to myself for self-confidence that I could stand on there with my top off. That's what it was because I never had that confidence when I was younger. 
and people say, is that it? But remember, we're doing these things for ourselves. You do the goals for yourself. And then the fact that I could then stand on a stage and actually compete against these people and give them a run for their money was great. So my plans now is my shows are done this year. And the guest that I'm going to be getting on, she's potentially going to be competing in December to go for the highest, the highest, um, what's the word? The high, is it accreditation or basically the highest, um, what's the word I'm trying to find? When you become a professional in bodybuilding, there's a stature called IFBB and that is the highest thing that you can get in bodybuilding and she's got a chance to go and get that and because she's been invited and she's been told you've got a very good chance to get that. People bodybuild their life trying to get this and this person is potentially getting this in her first year. So tune in for that podcast, that's exciting. So I won't be dieting in terms of low calories up until then. My food is going up because my plan is to do an off-season and try and get on a bit of muscle. I touched on it a wee bit earlier on. I've never really bulked until about, it was about six years ago I did. Because psychologically, when I started to put on body fat, I didn't feel comfortable. And in general, I I, I just feel better in life when I, I walk about lighter. I feel good when I can feel my stomach nice and tight. I feel more confident getting into day-to-day meetings. I feel more confident when I'm talking to people. However, in order for me to get better and compete against people on stage and potentially win and like just go in better than last year, I need to put on muscle and I can't do that based on my current diet plan. I need to up my food and I need to up my training in terms of start lifting heavier weights, but I've not really tracked workouts. Uh, well, that's a lie. I have tracked my workouts, but I really need to go on it now because I'm putting more food in my body. So I need to make sure that I'm utilizing that food and I'm packing on more weights in that gym. But obviously, never ever sacrificing form, making sure that my form is always good. But I need to get some heavy weights in there. I need to get a bulk. So my plan is potentially six months, at least six months to eight months, try and put in a good bit of muscle and then maybe go back and do the finals in October next year as well. And then hopefully I've added on a few pounds of muscle. So that's my plan. So I hope you've enjoyed that podcast. A wee bit of an insight into bodybuilding. Uh, It was a great experience for me. And just to recap as well, during my bodybuilding shows, uh, my diet stayed basically the same the whole time when I was doing it. I'm a creature of habit. I cannot be bothered trying lots of different things. And I'll tell you what my bodybuilding diet was for three months now. Some people will listen to this and say, fuck that. Why would I want to eat that all day, every day? That is so boring. But my goal was to make this as easy as possible. I'm very busy with work. I don't have the time to make lots of different foods. I don't actually enjoy cooking. I would love someone to cook for me, but I cook for myself. So my diet plan that I've followed, I have literally followed it for six, eight months. Like near enough 90% of my day has been the same. And so here it is. Here is my secret diet that I followed. The only difference that was made throughout this diet was, was the amount that I had. My protein stayed the same every single day. My carbs and my fats, mainly my carbs is the thing that I, that, that I reduced. So I'm going to tell you what I ate. Four meals and a snack, that was it. And it worked for me for the first prep, it worked for the second prep. So why change something that's not broken? Meal number one, three eggs. I took one of the yolks out because I didn't want to have too much fat. Three eggs, mix that up. Mushrooms, onions, wee bit of peppers, tomatoes, garlic, salt, omelette made, 
three bits of turkey bacon. When my calories were slightly higher, two bagel thins with some actual butter, a very, very light skimming of butter on the two bagels, plenty of salt, absolutely delicious. Who doesn't like bacon and eggs for a breakfast? People like that, how can you eat that when you're on a diet? Because I manage my calories. Meal number one. Meal number two was usually a packet of Tilda rice and venison burgers. Venison burgers, the ones that I get from Sainsbury's, very, very low fat, but by God, they're delicious. Packet of Uncle B- uh, Tilda rice, which is normally about 300 odd calories, 350 calories, plus my um, venison burgers and some veg. Meal number two. Meal number three in the afternoon was heck sausages, potentially another small bagel, or a pack of the oven baked healthy crisps that I get from the service station. How can you eat crisps on your diet? I did. These were low fat ones and they were nice. I would have one or two packets of them because I was busy at work so I could get away with not having to sit down and eat nice big meals. I lived in coffee. I used to have a couple of coffees a day. I love that. Normally have a can of Monster around about three o'clock as well. Again, I'm a creature of habit. So in meal number three, Heck sausages, potentially a bagel thin, couple of bagel thins, or a couple of packets of these low-fat crisps. Meal num- then I would then go to the gym. Meal number four, which was my meal before bed, sorry, my second last meal before bed, normally about eight o'clock, I would, and this is after I've done my cardio, I'll come in and I would have a stir-fry. Every single night I made a stir-fry. Why did I make a stir-fry? Because I like volume. I like a big meal before I went to bed. So I would get a stir-fry every night, and I would chop in extra carrots in that stir fry, extra courgettes, put in some tomatoes, half a tin of tomato, plenty of spices, and I would then put in chicken in there. And I would then have two bagel thins as well. Two bagel thins is what I had with my dinner. You'll, you'll notice a trend here, bagels. I love bagels. The reason why I love bagels, for me, bread, I love bread. And I just don't know how people can't live without carbs. So for me, having my bagels, delicious. Once I've had my bagels and my stir fry, and on the top of my bagels, I would have a very slight skimming of peanut butter. Delicious. Plenty of salt as well. Then before bed, I would have a cup of tea and a chocolate grenade bar, 200 calories. So that those calories that I just worked out, they were roughly about 2,300, 2,400 calories, there or thereabouts. And then all I would do on the lead up to the shows, breakfast when I had my two bagels, one of those bagels would go. It then got down to a point where I was only half of a bagel thin. Meal number two, when I had my packet of Matilda rice, it was down to half of the rice was gone. Meal number three, when I was having two bagels or I was having two packets of those crisps, those crisps went down to one packet and then they went out completely so I didn't have any carbs in that meal. Now I could choose to take out carbs at night time, but I still kept in my two bagel thins at night because I wanted a big meal before bed. So that's what I did. And that is, and my grenade bar stayed in right the way up until the end. So I lived, and the calories at that point went down to about, the lowest they went to were 1,700, 1,600. That's the lowest I've ever had to go to. However, I found it easy because I had a goal, my body was changing. So that's a wee bit of an insight of what I ate during my whole process of the bodybuilding shows. Some people are like, I could never do that. That's fine, but I can because I'm a creature of habit and I just, I enjoy eating the same thing because I know what I like and I know what fills me up and I know what calories are in it. So that makes me happy. So I hope you've enjoyed that and we look forward to you guys coming on to listen to the next podcast where, like I say, it's an inspirational story of a girl, a woman who 
you will be absolutely mesmerised by the story. So tune in for that one and hope everyone enjoyed this again. As always, if you've got anything that you want me to talk about or you've got any questions, reach out to me anytime you want on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and I would happily chat with you about anything to do with fitness, business, construction. Fitness has been the biggest change in my life that's the, that's given me the driven, that's given me the drive and the purpose to go after things. And it's, yeah, I just love it. So thanks very much for listening, guys, and I will see you soon. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. I hope you found the content valuable and fingers crossed it made you better in some aspect of your life. For more info on what I do on a day-to-day basis, please follow me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Facebook, it's Graham McCaig, LinkedIn, it's Graham McCaig, and Instagram, McCaig50.